Well, howdy, everybody. Thank you for joining us right here at KEDC 88.5 FM in the Brazos Valley, KYAR 98.3 in Central Texas, and KINF 107.9 in Palestine. I've got the pleasure of being here today with none other than Mark Stort. We're going to get to know uh, this bright young man uh, in, in about 42 minutes that we have with him. And again, you are listening to Red Sea Catholic Radio. I'm Maria Sotolongo. I'm the Director of Development and Admissions at St. Joseph Catholic School here in Bryan College Station. And it's always so much fun to round up, get to know people in the area, hear their Catholic stories, why they do what they do, how they felt the Holy Spirit inspire them, move them, guide them what they do with obstacles along the way. So without further ado, Mark Stewart, welcome, sir. Hello. (laughs) Great to be here. All right. So, um, you know, some people were asking me, Mark Stewart, oh, is that Stewart from this? Is that Stewart from that? It's a common last name. Um, How do you describe yourself, Mark, when people ask you what you do? Well, um, you know, I get asked a lot, you know, what kind of business I'm in, and we usually typically say we're in the construction business. So okay, we have a, a seven different companies we own and operate as a family, and they're all construction related. So outstanding. And so you uh, had a little bit to do with something that's right here, close to where our studio is, St. Mary's Catholic Church. You were a, a pivotal, instrumental, very important part of this beautiful puzzle of bringing St. Mary's uh, right here to to the Texas A&M location where it's at. How so? Uh, well, I, I like to think we had a little bit to do with it. Not, yeah. uh, there were surely uh, hundreds of people that were critical to this being pulled off the way it, it ended up being pulled off. Um, so... My wife and I were on the steering committee uh, five years ago. We got asked by Father Brian, uh, mm-hmm. kind of a funny story. Mm-hmm. I was asked, uh, I had a week notice from Father Brian McMaster, who was the pastor before Father Will Father Stratton. Will Stratton. Uh-huh. And uh, I had known him, Father Brian, because he had brought one of my younger brothers back into the church. His whole family came back into the church on the weekend. We got to meet him in Georgetown at St. Helens. Okay. So he called me, uh, I'd probably met him three or four times out of the blue and asked me to be, if Lisa and I would be on the steering committee to build a new church. And, okay. uh, so, uh, we have seven kids and 2,500 mm-hmm. employees. So I'm a pretty busy guy, right? Well, sure. I failed to mention it to my wife until the day before <laughs> the meeting. Oh, so I, I, that night I said, Hey honey, we have a meeting. We've been asked to be on the steering committee. So it was kind of a funny story. We're driving up there and she's looking at me like, you have a lot on your plate. Are you sure? And mm-hmm. I said, I feel called to go to this and see. Mm-hmm. So uh, we went to the the first meeting and it was fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. Eddie, Joe and Joanne Davis, uh, you know, the mm-hmm. Thorntons, John and Lainey Thornton. Sure. Um, the she- Joe and Shelly Totoris, to- who okay. the founders of Jason's Deli. Oh. So it was a really interesting meeting. There were probably eight couples and you had to go around and introduce yourself. And Mm -hmm. obviously when it got to us, our story, we were probably 15 or 18 years younger than everybody else. So so in the car going home that day, Lisa looked at me and she goes, why are we here? What are we? Well, you know, we didn't realize it yet, but God Mm -hmm. had had a plan for us to be involved in raising the money and building the church. So, you know, now five years later, as you said here, we we see it very clearly, but, uh, you know, on that day it was not obvious that sure. that was the plan. But you said yes. And so many of these journeys uh, in life, God led decisions start with a yes. 
I absolutely. And, and that Lisa, your wife, also was on board, even though, you know, you guys, of course, are extremely busy individuals. Um, how tough was it then from five years ago to today? Um, what what are maybe some of the obstacles that you can you can share with us? Well, you know, the budget constraints, basically, I think we ended up raising thirty four million dollars in a parish that's obviously predominantly mm. college kids. Right. So the money side of it, raising the money, and, uh, you know, I remember all the renditions of the church where the bell tower was there and then it was off, mm-hmm. the portico share was there and then it was off, the mm-hmm. parapet walls on the ends of the gables, mm-hmm. that was a big money, could have been a big money saver. And and it got to a point where um, we decided as a family that we didn't want to compromise this, so we rallied and raised some more money and uh, we got everything built, you know, like it was originally portrayed mm-hmm. in the first drawing of it. So uh, just watching the, the on and off, we, we had some commitments that didn't get followed through, you know, mm-hmm. pretty large commitments. And just watching God's divine providence, you know, he was always in control. And mm-hmm. uh, sometimes, you know, you forget that. And yes. so you worry and go through different emotions and then it ends up happening just like, mm-hmm. you know, everybody prayed that it would. So um, I would say the largest the the biggest op- obstacle was, you know, getting the money raised. And mm-hmm. Eddie Joe and Joanne did such a wonderful job with, mm-hmm. you know, Ralph Schmidt and Linda and the Thorntons mm-hmm. and the you know, Torses. So, sure, it, it, I that was a monumental task to do that, oh, and yes. they they got it done. And you know, then the building side of it was a whole another challenge getting mm-hmm. it built in in the time frame. And you know, COVID happened, and sure, the supply chain issues that you know, accompanied that. So Mm -hmm. it was uh, a lot of fun (laughs) looking back. Fun, tough, uh, sweat, blood, tears, all of the above. It's kind of funny. It started, uh, so this building's a hundred year structure. It's got a 12 inch thick concrete slab Mm. with carton forms under it. So Mm -hmm. once we were ready to pour, uh, the schedule of rain kind of got moved up. And and if we didn't pour it, we were going to have to take all the rebar out, take the carton forms out and redo it. And uh, so we decided it looked like the rain was going to be late evening. Okay. So we started pouring at uh, three in the morning and we had 75% of the slab done and, and pretty much finished. Okay. And it started raining oh. and it rained for 10 or 12 hours straight. No. So we had about 15 men stay all night and, fin- and they were able to start working in the early, early morning. And Oh. They were done about eight or nine o'clock, but it was just a. But so what happened when it rained so for so long? Did well, it? Well, you just have to babysit it, and we covered oh. it with poly, and uh, you know just had to wait for the the oh. rain to stop, and then you know finish the job. So wow, I mean that's that. Yep, those things we don't think about, but yeah, from the ground up, the foundation of it, right? How important it is, and how symbolic is it? Sometimes I know for me. Um, you know, personally, sometimes th- what happens in my job parallels maybe what happens at home or I've got things that are going on. You know, I'm in construction at work. Literally, I was thinking this, Mark. So it's funny that you are in the world of construction. And uh, ladies and gentlemen out there, if you're listening in just now joining us, uh, you are listening to Red Sea Catholic Radio, of course. Thank you for joining us for this roundup. And we are talking to Mark Stewart. Um, he is uh, part of the big team that put on together this construction of St. Mary's Catholic Church here at Texas A&M. And, you know, uh, again, we were building 
at our school during the summer, we were in con- under construction for a few of the classrooms, a few of the, you know, uh, offices. And then at home, we were also under construction. We're trying to, to remodel. And, and, and I sat there and I realized, and I go, dear Lord, is this a coincidence that I'm under construction at school? I'm under construction, you know, at work. And I'm under construction as a human being. Like, are you, what are you building in me, dear Lord? What are you using this external stuff around me to remind me, hey, you were building something in me as well. So I can't imagine, Mark, did something like that happen to you while you're building this just such an important, you know, statement for the community, for the history of of Texas A&M? Well, there were I, I could feel God working on me through the whole process, but um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but originally, so we were on the committee to raise the money and the, the steering committee, Lisa and I, and uh, that was going all along. And then when it became time to uh, submit proposals to build the church, mm-hmm. um, we originally were not selected as the contractor to build the church. Okay. So in uh, the company that was selected, my father actually worked for for 30 years. So we had a really close, uh, okay. they're a great company. Um, and so, you know, that was hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a challenge. It was, you know, hit to the ego, so sure. to speak. And we, we, we had put together a team. We just, we thought we had a better mm-hmm. uh, system set up to do it. Okay. So uh, I drove up the next morning, talked to father, uh, <laughs> Brian, the whole way there, my wife's texting me, calm down, you know, um, <laughs> It, you know, anyway, high stress, huh? So we got there, we had a wonderful conversation with him. And, uh, six months later, he called me out of the blue and said, can you come see me? I'd like to talk to you about building the church. I said, okay, mm-hmm. something's going on. So I came back up and, uh, I'll never forget walking into father Brian's office. And, you know, he basically said that the committee had, the other company couldn't get the budget under 24 million. Oh. And, um, so they had voted if we would be, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we would do it if they could give it to us and have us run with it. So in our company, we have about 30 superintendents that work on buildings like this. And probably five of them have the experience to build a church that's complicated Mm -hmm. with this detail. And all five of them were assigned to other jobs. And most of those jobs are two year jobs, 18 month jobs at least. So uh, I told father, you know, Brian, that I would, you know, I needed to find the person. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the right person, but as long as I could do that, we were absolutely on board to build it. Okay. So I was driving home from College Station. We live in Tomball. And uh, I was, I'd finished saying a rosary and I said, okay, God, mm-hmm. if if you want me to do this, I, I don't have the right person. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I need to, I need your help. So mm-hmm. the next morning, our business development guy, Tom Ward, called me mm-hmm. and he's connected to all the GCs. Okay. daily you know, activity. And he called me and he said that Joe Mishevitz had called him and said he had been laid off that morning from Lindbeck. He had worked oh. there 47 years. He was their general superintendent. <laughs> and he built the Co-Cathedral downtown. What? He, he had been involved. The Lindbeck family did a lot of great work for the church. Oh, and, sure. and, uh, so then I said, ask him if he'll have lunch with me tomorrow. And we met at Hempstead because he lives in Brenham. Mm. And uh, at the end of that lunch, I shook his hand and he came to work for us. So. I mean, prayers answered. Yep. Oh, God bless. Divine um, providence that, you know. Amen, Mark. And, That's and he was, he's been such a blessing. He was, mm-hmm. um, you know, the job, the job had its issues like any job that's complicated, mm-hmm. but it really went well. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of that was also due to, the, I don't know if you know Travis 
Conert uh, here. No, the he's the facilities director for St. Mary's. Sure, okay. And he was just such a pleasure and such a help oh. the whole way through, and really That's became great. part of the team. And mm. uh, he would be up on a lift doing something. Uh. You know, he he knows about every system in this facility. I bet he can tell you how the computers work to the fire <laughs> alarm to the. So anyway. Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, building uh, a house is tough enough. You know, I, I remember we had to rebuild our house after Hurricane Harvey. And that's a different thing, of course. But but just a house is enough. You know, and I could always say that I knew where every nail had gone. I knew where every decision had been made in this house, you know. But but to, to have a, a cathedral-esque building like St. Mary's, do you know, do you have dreams about every little corner of, I wonder, you know, when, when people are involved in projects of this kind of, you know, just magnitude, what is it like in, well, in your I, head? I know the things that were changed. Uh, I know some of the things that, you know, I wouldn't say they bother me, but I know that they sure. weren't drawn or they couldn't be built as or drawn or, you know, there's all sure. types of different reasons, but yeah, I walk in there and uh, really I'm, it's so much better than mm. I thought it would be. You know, the, just walking in there gives you a, mm -hmm. just a ease and a, it's so sure. beautiful and it's so reverent oh, it and it's is. so complete with, you know, all the mysteries of the mm. rosary, all, I mean, it's really well thought out. Sure. Uh, Michael Ray, did a great job, the liturgical architect mm -hmm. and BRW, the architect uh, on the building mm -hmm. itself, they were just great to work with and unbelievable yeah. also. So you know, God put a good team together and Amen. we all worked together and we had one goal in mind that was to get it done and sure. do it right where it's a, a beautiful building for the next 150 years. So it really is. If, if you folks listening have not had the pleasure, uh, it really is worth a trip. If you're not here in Bryan College Station and you're in the surrounding areas listening to us, well, come on over and, and make it a day trip or make it a weekend. But it is certainly worth it to step in. It really does feel like a cathedral. And it is it is there's such beauty and in, in, in silence, but also with the vibrant colors and in that we were able to, you know, get the explanation of all these little details that that are in in every corner, you know, in the stained glass windows and, you know, the baptismal font and even the entrance, just the entrance, the pre-entrance to the, you know, yeah, to, the, to narthex. The, the narthex. So why do churches like this matter, Mark, in, in your point of view? Well, you know, it, they, this church matters here because, you know, it's, I find it interesting that uh, we obviously live in a very big Catholic network mm -hmm. and a lot of the... The Aggie Catholics don't realize that, you know, A&M is 26% Catholic at the mm. last census, you know, when they still let you ask okay. that question. Sure. And so if you multiply that out that by the number of students here, you know, it's 18 to 20,000 mm -hmm. Catholic students here. Sure. And then the, the vocations that have been produced here, you know, 15 vocations yeah. have been produced in one year here and, you know, 12 priests oh. in one year. Um, there's, Remarkable. I think they average about eight uh, girls mm. into, uh, or ladies into consecrated life. So this church in particular mm. ha has an impact. You know, uh, we were on vacation in Rome mm -hmm. three or four years ago after we were involved in the project and we had three of our younger kids with us that were all Aggie students at the mm -hmm. time. And we were having lunch at a restaurant and a, a bishop was there and he came over and was starting to, he was talking to us and, and they, they said they were from A&M and, and the bishop said, well, the rumor in uh, Rome is that there are more kids going to mass in College Station every weekend than in South Bend at Notre no, Dame. No. So 
um, you know, this I church presented, it. you know, I grew up in the 70s and a lot of the churches built in the 70s, the modern look, you know, it just mm-hmm. doesn't draw you in like no. the, this, this architecture does. Mm-mm. And the arches, you know, the reason they're not built like this is because they're, it's expensive to build a church sure. like this. So, um, you know, that's, you know, the, the really the reason, mm-hmm. but with the, our ability to, to raise the funds and then to be able to hold on to the entire you know, every facet of it, mm-hmm. the, you know, from the bell tower, tying it to the sure. school here. And, you know, it just, it was important. And uh, mm-hmm. I think it's going to bear fruit. It's, it's a building of consequence, you know, where of course. it'll, it'll have a hundred year impact on the community and the world. I love it. A building of consequence. And I also love that you said the rumor in Rome, yeah. you know, that's the name of a book, Mark. Like, oh, really? The, no, I'm saying it should be, oh, right? Yeah, the yeah. rumor in Rome. Okay. So did this kid from Amarillo to the Woodlands to Texas A&M, did this boy, Mark Stewart, ever imagine here you would be? No, um, you know, it's unbelievable. We, you know, I just, I'm, I'm so blessed. I'm blessed to have a, you know, we have seven kids and seven mm-hmm. grandkids and my wife, Lisa is a blessing. And uh, I would have never thought, you know, we were kind of, God was preparing us for mm-hmm. this now that I look back at it because sure. so in our family business, there's three brothers, uh, really four. my youngest brother joined us later. But okay. all of us, uh, well, two the two in Georgetown at St. Helens are together, but okay. the rest of us, including my dad, have always been at different churches. Oh, okay. We've, uh, so, and we've always been active in building. This was our third church to build. Oh, I didn't know that. And, you know, I built St. Anne's School in Tomball okay. in 2000 uh, when our kids went on to St. Bias, the 10th high school in Houston. Sure. You know, I, I redid the football, baseball, concession, new concession mm. stand, and then we built a, a science building. A nice science building, nice. and uh, so we. And then my brother um, built the St. Thomas More Church in Hilltop mm-hmm. Lakes. Okay. And then uh, we built uh, the the Latin Mass uh, Parish there in Houston, the Regina Challey. Oh, okay. And in all of those, we kind of. I originally got involved at St. Anne's because they couldn't get the budget to work, mm-hmm. so God kind of positioned there. me there, and um, you know we ended up. I ended up building it through our company and doing it in a way, you know, where we could afford it. Mm-hmm. It was under budget and stuff. So we've kind of been on a small scale sure. being prepared for this, even though I didn't see it until mm. we were about halfway through it, you know. That, right. Because we don't, the diocese, um, it's different. The diocese in Austin, uh, we've never, we've done concrete work, but we had never been a general contractor. Okay. The diocese in Houston, we've done a little and there's a group of five or six contractors that really just bid that work, and that's kind of their whole market. Okay. And we just, I'm not going to say it's political, but it's it, it's mm-hmm. a constant thing you have to sure. do. And, and we just really aren't geared to bid every little church. So of course. So we would, we, would, we would do what we could in the parishes we were at, mm-hmm. but uh, we weren't going, f- you know, to make that our kind right. of niche business. Now, after St. Mary's, it's kind <laughs> of interesting. I've gotten some calls from... Oh, uh, I bet. Quite a few places uh, around the country to build. Um, and, and you know, we, we, we hope we can do some more work mm-hmm. in, in Austin. Uh, sure. Pat Baker, who's the head of construction for the diocese here in, in Austin. Okay. Uh, he was wonderful to work for. I, I hope he feels the same about us. We The job went really well. And uh, there's a huge mm-hmm. church in Houston right now that we are looking at. Two of our employees are parishioners there. Okay. It's St. Faustina in uh, oh, yeah. uh 
Fulcher. Okay. It, I think it's about $35 million church, so it's Ooh, bigger than this church. That's amazing. I think it's the largest or first or second largest parish in the, in the Houston Galveston I've never Diocese. been there, but I've heard about it for yeah, sure. It's, it's a, a growing great, you know. So that's remarkable. We'll see if, uh, if that all works out. But So God literally using you, again, literally to build his kingdom, but then also so much that you do behind the scenes. How How... How does your faith influence what you do, what projects you are a part of? Well, you know, our company's gotten so big now that uh, the the work coming towards us, we, you know, we, we bid a little bit, almost everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we do, our, we are focused now on trying to do more and more uh, work for the church, um, mm-hmm. more than we've ever been. And I think, say... That's one of the beautiful things coming out of being involved in St. Mary's is that, you know, we see, like I said, mm-hmm. you know, this is a building of consequence. I'd like to do only buildings that have consequence. Now, Amen. we do a lot of hospitals. Okay. We do a lot of, you know, uh, we do a lot of concrete work on on concrete church, on churches, Catholic okay. churches all around. But so, you know, it, it, it does make mm-hmm. the day go by and it is, you know, when they're when you're building a church like this, there's sure. really not a bad day. You, you may mm-hmm. have issues and hurdles you have to jump, but right. at the end of the day, it's uh, it's a blessing. So. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, working, you know, for me, um, having worked in the industry of, of TV, I always say, so to anybody listening that has already heard my story, I'm sorry, but Mark, I mean, I think people take for granted um, if you work in the faith filled, you know, industry, whether it is a, a place like this at St. Mary's or, or at Texas A&M St. Mary's specifically, or a church or a school, and you are a Catholic, I mean, it is a huge blessing to be able to express your faith, to to have statues and to pray the rosary and to stop and do the sign of the cross. And I really believe that I, I, I just, I don't know if I forgot because I had never worked in the Catholic world of education. But when I came two years ago to St. Joseph Catholic School, I mean, I was in tears seeing these kids go to adoration, praying the rosary, having prayer pals, all of the things that we do to really practice our faith and to just be able to walk down the hall and see little girls or little boys, you know, they're praying, they're taking a moment because they heard an amber alert. And and to just really see our, our faith and our, our belief uh, being played out. Like you say, I mean, if you're working for a church that is a Catholic church, how different is it than working for a restaurant or a hospital, right? Because you know you're surrounded and you're going every day to literally build up the kingdom of God. You know, so I I might have a bad day, like you're saying, you know, at school with something that has happened. But ultimately, I go, yes, we are wanting to courageously develop disciples of the 21st century. And dear Lord, that is what I'm going to do. So. What do you say to yourself in those hard days um, when you're not working maybe for, for the building of a church? You know, how, do, how does someone like yourself with this, with the seven different companies and 2,500 employees and seven children, seven grandchildren with the beautiful blessings of your life, how do you counterattack like the enemy or, or something that, you know, you just know this is not from God, but yet it's been put in your path? Well, you know, I, I tell our team, um, we, we kind of live our, our faith, our, our uh, employees know how we feel and how we mm-hmm. live. And, and I think they have an, even the ones that aren't Catholic, they know, okay. and you know, if, if they're, their church is in need or raising money or need help, we, mm-hmm. we, we reach out to them too. But, okay. um, 
you know, the one thing about this church that really, you know, kind of filled my heart was Mm -hmm. the Catholic subcontractors that stepped up and that gave, uh, you know, us a good price and, and then personally did it. The, the, per, the two guys that built the uh, confessionals, I don't know if you know mm. the story of the confessionals. No. So the confessionals, uh, about three months before we needed them, it, this was part of the FF&E, the furniture that the church was providing. Okay. So they went, they came to the church and said that they, uh, they were going to be a year late with the confessionals oh. and the AMBO. Okay. So we, it kind of fell into our plate and we took bids out and it was, it was $800,000 more than the contract Ooh, they had. Okay. So I had this great idea to go to the two best. We do a lot of really high end uh, residential foundations like in river okay. Oaks and downtown. Sure. So I know, I know all the subs down there. Well, the, the best painter and the best trim guy, Obed is the trim guy and, and Jose's the painter. Okay. I got them into my office and we have a 50,000 square foot controlled uh, mm. uh, storage area in our building okay so they were able to pre-build them in our uh warehouse area sure and i don't know if look at those with a discerning eye when you're over there i do not think they would have been any better or even as good as they turned out they are like fine pieces of furniture and the painter would call me at night and say oh my gosh i got to paint this today it's so glorious i feel so beautiful and the workmanship Mm. and the pride that they took in doing it it you know, it, it, there were some days that we thought, what did we get ourselves into oh. when, um, you know, the moldings were so mm-hmm. special. They had to make a knife and a, a knife is what to they used to that? make a, a certain piece of molding. Oh. So they had to make the knife. So we were, and we were behind the eight ball. We only had three months to build it. So we waited eight weeks in some mm. cases for the trim. So we got them about 75% uh, built in our office. And then it, it, what made it really good was Father Will um, I mean, all my brothers are bigger than me. They're all six five, six oh, seven. Okay. So they were in there, and they were kneeling in the confessor side, of, and their feet were hitting the wall. Oh. So this would have never been figured out until if the other company had built this. Okay. So we, uh, my wife and I, invited Father Will down, and we spent two hours out there just kind of tweaking everything, making it. We sure. took a little bit of room out of the priest area, which was had plenty. Oh, okay. And then, then we moved them up here, about seventy five percent complete. And we ended up, we were going to stain them, but we, the way the timing went, because we, everything was delayed in the, getting the moldings and stuff, hmm. we put everything together and had to build a tent and we got everything finished and lacquered up here. And it turned out, it, just look at it. Oh, I've it, seen it. It, 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 is, yes. it is like a fine piece of furniture and that, you know, and it saved the church and it worked out everything. Just, it couldn't have been, you know, more pro, uh, divine providence hmm. of those two guys saying yes to me when I called him on a Saturday and said, yeah. I need your help. Could, you know, could you do this for me? And what mm-hmm. would your price be? And so he ended up, uh, the doors coming from the narthex into the church were, mm-hmm. was, were supposed to be stained when they got here and they weren't. Oh. So Jose got to stain that. I mean, he, he ended up doing a lot of miscellaneous stuff and kind of clean up to make things. Cause he, he is mm-hmm. such a perfectionist. He, I mean, he cried when, at the oh. dedication the, um, or the week, the, the week before I walked I'll never forget Obed I put bet. his arm around me about two days before the dedication. And he said, you're going to be building a lot of churches, senor. Oh, I said, well, I don't know. I don't oh. know. That wasn't our goal here, but we we built a yes. good one here and um, we should all be proud of it. So, Amen. That's beautiful. But that, you know, watching, and there were several other mm-hmm. trades too that were Catholic that, mm-hmm. you know, stepped up. The Merricks are always great. You know, they're an old line uh, Catholic family in Houston that okay. has drywall. They did all the sound, you know, uh, 
acoustical sure. stuff that we had done and so anyway oh. that was you know i call them the catholic mafia the people <laughs> that step forward and then they're always helping like each other that. get stuff done so that's beautiful the catholic mafia so um you know i i Again, in hearing your story, you need to write a book or something, Mark, about this in a way, right? Like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's what a beautiful story of just your own, but also just being involved in such a project and all these little details and all these, um, you know, just stories of people coming together, including the Catholic, uh, you know, mafia. Um, what is it that you love most about our Catholic faith? Well, it's funny you say that. I'm I'm working on a speech at my, for my daughter. You know, I have two kids oh, okay. getting married two weeks apart, and Ugh. I keep coming back to the the sacraments provide order in your life, mm. and the Catholic Church provides that, that, and you need that order to stay on track and to, you know, mm. uh, basically when you get married, your your whole life changes, and now your number one goal in life is to get your your spouse to heaven. And as long as you keep the order and in, in the and you live the sacraments to the fullest degree of their their intention, mm. then that order stays in place. And to me, that's what the Catholic faith mm. is really about. And it doesn't change. It's not you know. Yeah. It is. It, it's the fullness of truth. Mm. So. You're making me cry over here, Mark oh. Stewart. That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. Thank you for that. Um, it's it's it's. You know, we think of getting our kids to heaven, but, you know, don't tell Phil, my husband. And also, by the way, people listening in, Mark Stewart and my husband, Phil, played football together in high school. So, again, God's beautiful circle of life of bringing us together. But, of course, I want to get my husband to heaven, but I just never thought about it in these words that you just said, Mark. So that's why it makes me very... It just moved me. Thank you for, for saying that. And speaking of tears and getting emotional, um, can you share with us your feelings when you were at that? You said a little bit about Obed and how he felt with uh, prior to the dedication, but how did you feel being there? Was it surreal? Was Were you present really fully at the dedication of St. Mary's? Yes. Um, it was probably one of the most wonderful days uh, for our family. Um so we were blessed enough to sit on the front row. Oh. So there are a lot of families, you know, the ones we got to know the, the most are the ones on the steering committee. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Eddie, Joe, and Joanne. And and I, we were on the front row during communion, and mm-hmm. my daughter Kelly was to my right, and she saw uh, Lainey Thornton got mm-hmm. communion and looked at me and started bawling. Oh. Because oh. they were in all the meetings of, what mm-hmm. do we have to delete? Can we raise more money? They were and she just and so you know kind of made me start crying and I looked oh. at my my daughter Kelly and she goes Dad about half the uh, people to get in communion that are you know a, your age and above they're crying when they get mm. so you know that kind of summed Ooh. it all up it, it was just an emotion you know mm. for so long they needed a bigger church here for so long you know they were trying to put it together and God put the right team mm. together I mean Eddie Joe raised you know hundreds of millions mm. of dollars for the school. Sure. I don't know if you know much about Dr. Davis. He's mm-hmm. he is he he and Joanne mm-hmm. were the key to raising all this money oh. because they knew the contacts. So, you know, it was just the and and all of those couples, we would have a dinner, mm-hmm. you know, a year into construction. I remember they had a dinner and uh all of the couples are coming up to me going, You're doing such a great job. Mm-hmm. Just being so encouraging. Yes. You know, what you're doing, you know, God, we're we're so proud of you. Just you know, we made it um mm-hmm. 
15 or 20 of the couples, we're, we're life friends now. We, oh, I, I mean, we truly connect and keep up with each other mm-hmm. and, and enjoy each other's time. And it was all from, you know, the process of getting this thing built and raising the money, getting the engine, you know, getting it designed where we can afford sure. it. And then ultimately not having to cut very much out of it and uh, building mm-hmm. what they originally intended, which is, you know, no compromise, which is mm-hmm. what we, we kind of str- was, was our goal. Sure. Oh, I mean, I saw pictures, Mark. There you were on the front row. Not everybody could sit on the front row, but you deserved it, my friend. And uh, and what other what other hopes do you have for people that continue to come or have never come? You know, maybe what is um, that as the as the contractor and and just one of the souls that is leading this whole thing of St. Mary's for somebody that has not come and they're listening to us right now and they're looking at their calendar to see, okay, when, when are we going to go? What, what, what should they look at? What should they, you know, they can say, Oh, I remember the contractor on that radio show said, look at this. You know, can you give us a little nugget of maybe something that most people don't know, but you know, and you're going to reveal that right here. I'm putting you on the spot. Cause I well, didn't. <laughs> first of all, I would say that there's no more beautiful mass than they have here. Mm. The full throated, you know, responses, um, if you haven't been to Mass in a while and you go to school here, if you don't take advantage of this mm. place while you're here, you're going to regret it because it is so special. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of the artwork. You know, the fact that the uh, we have JP2 Relic mm. and uh, mm. and Mother Teresa, oh, yes. that's pretty unbelievable. It's beautiful, yes. Uh, the crucifix that hangs above the altar, my son Cade, who worked on this project, he put the eye bolts in, oh. and then he that was made in Germany. Mm-hmm. It weighs sixteen hundred pounds. So he he came home one day and he Ooh. and he was kind of rattled. And I said, "What's going on?" He said, "I had to nail Christ together, and then I had to grab him from behind and set no. him on the cross, and then we had to nail him on the cross. No. And then we uh, we you know had to raise him up and make sure the chains were the, you know and that they were sturdy. So he you know that is a beautiful mm. beautiful piece." Um, yes. You know, the stained glass was done by Foster Stained Glass, which there's two stained glass companies left in Texas. Mm-hmm. One's in San Antonio and one's here in Bryan. Okay. And they were wonderful. That's all hand painted. And the level of detail and research oh. on every saint, like Maximilian yes. Kobe, the font, his number, his prisoner number, oh. the glasses he wore. Really? Everything was, I mean, talking to them as they were, you know, and they're mm-hmm. another Catholic family that has been as... They, they, you know, mm-hmm. did not make any money on this job, I'm pretty sure, okay. uh, you know, because sure. the price, another problem that we had was, you know, prices, infl- we've, everybody's right. experiencing inflation. So, mm-hmm. but they, they did such a wonderful job. Uh, you know, they probably right. don't get the credit they deserve, but. Um, a fun one is the sprinklers. Oh, the, Caleb is, is sharing some yeah, insight. The way the sprinklers are hidden up in the. The red circles up in the oh, ceiling yes, tiles. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. So yeah, if you look up at the ceiling tiles, there's like the stars, and then there's one in every section. There's one red sprinkler that's a little bit different color, or there's one oh. red circle that's a little bit different color, and that's a, a fire sprinkler. Really? Hit, right. Is this in, in the, the middle, or is all it over? All it's over. Hidden, it's hidden yeah. in the art. It's okay, pretty cool. Okay, the yes. hidden sprinklers. It's in the star, in the middle of the stars, where they, most of them fell, I believe. But yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, okay, I'll have to look at well, that. It's funny. The, be- the beams are actually eight inches thicker than they were supposed to be. Okay. And it, when we were building it, it was to stop the the world, and you have to get it approved by everybody, and there was disagreement. But to me, sure. 
the more massive they are, the more real they look, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, I tell you the, the probably the, so the lady that came and did all the artwork, okay. they had decided that where the big statues are, the four big statues, Oh yeah, you know, you get, um, St. Mary holding the church and right. the le- on the left of the altar. So all of that wood was painted and the architect decided they wanted to stain it. So this lady, she's a complete, you know, an artist. She, all that grain, the wood grain, mm. she added later. Oh. Unbelievable. Okay. I can't believe how well that turned out. It really That's was beautiful. <gasps> Love trying to think it. what else. You know, the, another one of the uh, hiccups we had was the, the statue of Mary in Christ came and it wasn't, they bought it to a broker out of New York and he had okay. it made in China. Oh. And it came and it wasn't uh, solid and had some other issues and, so they had to commission a local artist that does all the really? stuff on campus and he had to hurry up and do it. And, and it turned out wonderful and, it, mm. you know, God thing. So, but that was a, okay. that was a, you know, we, our job on that, well, as far as the statue was just to put it up. We didn't provide mm. it. So you had to have a, two cranes to put it up. So I don't know if you remember the day we put all that up sure. and, and the cross up, it ended up being Well, here, at, you know, in the studio at Red Sea uh, Catholic Radio, they, again, before we put up this, um, you know, padding on the windows, they had a front row seat um, and y'all were taping a lot of stuff that was going on in the exterior of St. Mary's. So it's been a beautiful thing to watch um, what, what a, just what an intricate, you know, just challenging, but God driven process it has been Mark uh, to hear your story and all of the details about how St. Mary's came to be, you know, let's say in a hundred years, we've got you know, uh, some of your great, great grandkids are coming to A&M, you know, and, and they say, you know, my great, great granddaddy built this church, you know, was, it was involved in it. You know, what, what, what are some of the life lessons that you have kind of poured into your children that you hope their children and so forth will continue to carry on? Well, first of all, I want to tell you a funny story. So, my son, Kate, is getting married. His his wife became Catholic and got confirmed last a week ago Friday. Oh, amen. And our, our oldest grandson, it was a little chapel at uh, Prince of Peace there in Houston. Okay. And he jumped up on my lap and he, and he calls me Pop. He said, Pop, did oh. you build this church too? <laughs> <laughs> so, but, so you know, the, our, our, the way our family, um, you know, we've got several foundations that we try to support Catholic education and different things. And, mm-hmm. you know, our father was, was uh, and is still a very dedicated giver and he he always um he has a saying that it doesn't count unless you give until it hurts mm-hmm. so um he he taught us that and uh him and my mother were always such a great example of that so mm-hmm. i think he's passed that on to us and hopefully our kids are getting that passed to them mm-hmm. and um uh, they know that you know we're we're living we're all living a pretty blessed life to live here in this country and to, amen um to you know, just have the things we have and mm-hmm. the friendships and the, having the church here and having such a bless. We're trying to figure out how to move up here. I'll be honest with you. Hey. I want to go to St. Mary's every Sunday. Let's go. And not have to drive an hour and 20 minutes to get here. That's so. right. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, for sure. We can't wait to hear about your move to College Station, uh, Mark. So we've got about two minutes left uh, discussing St. Mary's and your journey um, but again, just being an Aggie, 
I know, of course, for all our Aggies listening, right, they might want to know that, like, when you were coming to A&M then, um, it, you, of course, you have the faith, you have St. Mary's, but to now know that you have this type, like the upgrade, the the, the beautification that has taken place, you've already briefly said what you would say to somebody that's listening that is an Aggie that has not been to the, to the church yet. But again, why is it important to be involved in our faith? You know, um, especially coming to college, maybe a freshman that's like, ah, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be active in my faith. Why should we be active Aggies in our faith specifically, of course, because you've got this beautiful parish, but just active in our faith. Well, like I said, it gives you order. You know, one of the big surprises of being involved in this project is how many kids come to A&M mm. because of St. Mary's Amen. Yeah. and not just because of A&M. Look, I'm an Aggie through and through, but this church is special. Mm. And to come here and to get plugged into all the different programs mm. they have, uh, you're, you know, a lot of kids go to college and their faith kind of gets stunted for a while mm-hmm. and they go, you know, off on right. a tangent. Well, you have the ability here, especially with St. Mary's mm-hmm. to come to St. to come to A&M and to have sure. your faith flourish. Amen. And then, you know, like I'm telling all my kids right now, the number one decision you make in life is who you marry. Mm-hmm. And what a better place than St. Mary's to come and get involved and meet your spouse if that's the vocation God right. has planned for you. Amen. Mark. Or be a priest. Hey, there we go. That also is a beautiful calling. We thank you so much, Mark, for your time. We know you're a busy man, and uh, what a pleasure and a blessing it's been to have you with us here at Red Sea Catholic Radio. We're going to be right back uh, with the latter half of the show, or latter 15 minutes. Thank you once again, Mark. God bless, my friend. And uh, we will be right back on Catholic Radio, Red Sea Catholic Radio's Roundup. I can't I am